Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the chairsoft show, Instagram at the chairsoft show or by email on andy at the chairsoft show.co.uk. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 59. Joining me this week, please welcome back Graham Hoffman from Airsoft Nation. Hello, Graham. Hey Andy, thanks for having me back again. No, I, I was going to say you must be like the most frequent guest on here by now. <laughs> yes, goal achieved. <laughs> it's like, do you, I should make you a special patch, like a gold award patch for being the most frequent on here. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what I can do. All right, so we've got you on. Um, it's now sort of halfway through the week. We've had time to recover, so. Let's take a look at absolutely everything that we managed to see over the weekend at IWA, and my God, what a busy show it was. Absolutely, absolutely. I just want to say that this has just gone a year since you did the podcast, because I remember this time last year when we did IWA, and I think you are only, what, episode three? Yeah, it was like episode five or six or something ridiculous. In fact, I can have a look now and tell you. That's so, crazy. So you come up to episode 60. Congratulations. Yeah, really nice work. I didn't think yeah. I was going to still be here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, the first one we did was episode, I'll say nine and a half, because like, I had an episode due to release that Monday, and then we recorded on the Monday we got back, didn't we? Yeah, we were both killed over at that point, weren't we? Yeah, (laughs) people don't... So, guys, uh, I'm going to do a quick video just to show you the scale of this thing, and that was just walking around sort of the airsoft side of it. You know, this show is huge. It's pretty much the entire expo centre, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, last year we both kind of mooched around and when we were going from booth to booth to, to have a chat, find out what was new, what was going on, what the company's plans were. This year I changed up and went with an appointment system and just, you know, dedicating time to each booth, going from one to the next. And I still had a whole page of, of booths I never got to and wish I could have. That kind of tells you the scale of it, bearing in mind appointments were going from nine to five every day yeah. on Friday, Sunday. Yeah, because you, you were probably in the same boat as me most days where you turn up and they don't even let you into the centre at that point. If you don't, If you get there before nine, you're stood outside. Yeah, I'd say I learned from last year. So we were getting breakfast at nine and kind of rolling in at about quarter past twenty past. Once all the traffic had got through the barriers. Yeah, although it was quite helpful actually. One the the morning I did get in really early, where um, I knew I was on the right train because I saw Charlie from G and G. So it was like I know <laughs> I'm going must the have right been early. I mean, I don't know who'd go on the train to going in the complete opposite direction, <coughs> Kelly. oh i didn't hear that story (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna ask her about it when she's on the show in a few weeks time hopefully (laughs) awesome uh giving stuff away there damn the surprise is gone i'll edit that bit out (laughs) maybe (laughs) right so so uh we've got quite a lot to cover in this episode hopefully we can get it all done in an episode if not we'll have to stretch it out to two oh well um Alright, so first things first, let's start at the top of the list that I've drawn up. Let's go to Gunfire first. Now, we both met Patrick, I believe. Um, He said he'd met you anyway. Yep, yep, so I've actually been speaking to Patrick on and off for the last year. They've they've been a big supporter of the live show, and yeah, we met him finally at IWA. Yeah, 
Um, now they had quite a lot of really nice looking kit. The Gunfire Customs they looked amazing. Some of them, their bits of work they've been doing, like the AK with all the um, sort the, of burning in the wood. The, yeah, I'd say the wood burning on on the stock with Gunfire twenty nineteen on it or Gunfire IWA twenty nineteen. Did you see the Spider Man AR fifteen next to it? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I don't know about the colour scheme, but like the whole rail system and everything was really nice and. It just looked like a really well-made custom build. Yeah, you've got to say, I mean, even their entire stand, it was one of the bigger stands for sure. Um, Yeah, definitely. But every angle you approached that stand from, you had something different to look at. I mean, they had half a vehicle cut up and up against the stand to make it uh, look like the desert, really. It was a cut-off Land Rover 4x4 Jeep style with guns around it. Um, they did a, a fantastic job this year round, and they have so much to show. Um, whichever way you go around, whether it's the custom work, whether it's the Specner arms, the primal gear, um, you know, they have so much on there for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the Specner arms because that was one of the things that really stuck out to me, like the quality of that Edge series they've got. It just looks unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've got the Orion gearbox in there, which is a fantastic gearbox, and I know they've been yeah. working really hard on it. And the big thing for them was getting the the new MOSFETs of the new um, Aster, I believe they're called. Yeah, it the now. gates, didn't they? Yeah, that's it. So they come with gate now, and they're looking to do an improved one, which is called the yeah. Aster, uh, which is coming out. But the Spectre Arms series as a whole is going down very, very well. It's still relatively small in the UK. Yeah, I'm gonna um, say I said to the guys at the stand actually that Spectre Arms isn't really a brand that you hear about in the UK. Um, oh, you I, watch yourself this time next year. This yeah, time next year, you'll for see sure. Everywhere. I mean that 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 uh, Edge series. I was looking at the spec sheet that they had up because they had one on the wall, didn't they, with all the specs yeah. and the arrows coming off of it. You're basically getting a fully upgraded gun out of the box and two mid caps. Yep, they've gone with the mid-caps instead. Um, or you can get one high cap if you really want to go down that yeah. route. It's got a 6.03 barrel. It's got the quick uh, spring change. It's got the yeah. you know the gearbox is M140 ready. Although that is always the, the contender in the UK is that we can't have springs that high. The velocities tend to be on the higher end because they're Polish and because they deal with countries all across Europe. Uh, yeah, exactly. World, so to speak. But, um, Didn't it yeah. have the? Uh, was it that one that had the quick change motor in as well, where you flip the cover off and you can change the motor out quick? Uh, not that I saw, though I could be absolutely wrong with that. I do know they've. Yeah. I think they were talking about ventilation holes on the motor, but I didn't know about the rest rem- of it. Yeah, I remember seeing one where you could just flip a cover off on the pistol grip, and it would. Um, you could change the motor, and for some reason, I seem to think it was there. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, Things apologies, that- gunfire. They have so many models of this, just the yeah. Spectner arms alone. You know the fact that they've now got license from uh, Rock River Arms as well. Yeah, to give it all that licensed feel and quality on there for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was um, like that thing just screamed quality. I managed to get my hands on it, and my god, what a rifle! Though no, I'd actually buy one. Well, I'll be honest. I'm, they're actually going to send me one to take a look at because I was really interested. So they're actually going to they're going to send me one over to take a look at um, because they, again, as we were just saying, they're not big in the UK and they want to get bigger in the UK. Um, yeah. So they're going to send me one over. But I think there's you know what something like fifteen variations, six yeah. no no eighteen eighteen variations of the Specnar Arms series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just on the just on the uh, the C series as such, depending yeah. on what kind of variant you want. You know whether you want the traditional Rizra, whether you want 
no no crane stock or the crane stock or not as whether you want M lock all of that you know there's so many variations out and one to fit any type of player yeah for sure and like they're awesome bits of kit um I'm I'm really excited to see that brand grow in the UK to be quite honest you know people wanting quality guns and the price was from what I remember about that mid-range price as well yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they are. Um, you kind of you're, you're mid level for sure. Where'd you mid keep high. going? What was that? Where'd you keep going? I just keep hearing you disappear. Oh really? Uh, maybe microphone's slightly funny. I'll move, <laughs> I'll move it closer in case it's not picking up everything. I just wondered if you're walking away. No, no, no. Like, no we're how good. rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So gunfire. Yeah, you went there and it just screamed quality now. Um, I think we should talk about the fire at least. I don't know. Did you hear about this? Oh, I did hear about this. I also know who was at the stand at the time. Yes. And we did take the mick a little bit out of this individual. I won't mention names on the show. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I didn't so even... To be honest, the first I heard about it was that individual mentioned it to me. Like Apparently the alarms were going off and everything, but I didn't hear anything. Yeah, so this was on the Saturday. Now, on the Friday, as soon as I walked into IWA... Hall 1, straight in the doors, there was a fire alarm going off. And typically, yeah. especially being a Brit, we kind of just listen to it and just carry on, you know. Yeah. We, we make the jokes that this is to stop all the YouTubers recording and carry on. And then again, Saturday comes along and the fire alarm's going. I was at a, a booth just off the side. Yeah. But again, I had to head over to Gunfire for our appointment. As I'm walking over there, you can see everyone, sh- they've shut off the, the lane into the booth and there's everyone running around cleaning all the rifles off because, yeah, there was an electrical fire above. And I presume the fire extinguisher or a fire extinguisher was used in the area because there was liquid all over the floor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was quite funny. But even on the Sunday where there's a, an airsoft meetup, and I know you didn't go this year, but Gunfire literally started saying, you know, our products are on fire right now. And he brought out a fire extinguisher on the stand. <laughs> He's like, we're just being careful when we show off our products, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. It's good that they could have a laugh because I can imagine at an event like that, like Ewa, it's that literally just sort of throws everything into disarray, and you know you, you're there to show off your products, and they're covered in fire extinguisher and that is. Yeah, and know, at fair, least they I handled mean, it well. Yeah, it was all hands on deck. I mean, like I said, I had my meeting just after it happened, and we he was like, "Look, I'm slightly delayed." I was like, "It really doesn't matter. I, I'm fully aware." But these booths are put up really quickly, and unfortunately, there must have been something touching. There was no chance of anyone being of any risk, but there was just a, a fire up on the top of the, the yeah. Top I believe of the, the electrics the overloaded or something. That's it. Yeah. You know these stands are huge. Some of these stands, so it's there's going to be something. But definitely an, an eventful talking point for their booth. That's for sure. And again, like you say, it was fun that they could you know laugh it off come the Sunday when everyone's starting to wind down just a tad. And, yeah. Uh, see you the know, funny side. Yeah, that's the thing. The Sunday is pretty much the end of the show for the vast majority of people you know there's not a lot going on on the monday really is there so no monday's definitely tear down day really while it yeah. while it's open through the day you are starting to see companies slowly tear bits and pieces down because a lot of the people have gone back home or are going home or just need the monday to recover yeah so uh, let's move on i'm gonna pick off my list I think we should cover Sig Air next. Sig Air, yes. This is the now. This was really exciting because it was only a couple of months ago, wasn't it? It was within the last two months that you had the post go up saying 
SIGs were now revoking all the licensing. They want to do their own thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that'll be IWA next year. Next thing you know, I've seen you make a post. I've just had a look at SIGET. I was like, I have to go check this out. Yeah, out. so they pulled it. They pulled away their license, which I believe was a Cybergun at the time. Yeah. Um, not happy with some of the ways I've been going on. I believe a lot of it was more uh, what was going on behind closed doors rather than the actual products themselves. But they pulled the license yeah. in and said, look, we're already doing our own air guns. We're now going to do our own airsoft guns. Yeah. And I had a good chat there with Danny, who's uh, she's uh, from the American side of dealing with the marketing and social media and stuff like that. Um, and she's really happy with it. And the product looks and feels amazing. You know, have been able to feel the real steel next to the airsoft equivalent. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot in it beyond the weight, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. You can stand there and you can go, wow, these are pretty much the same. You could not tell, apart from the orange bit on the end, which obviously, being from America, they have to do. Um, but yeah, And the got... MCX was above that. I don't know if you spotted the MCX, yeah, which was above that as well, which is uh, so really exciting. The three, the three models they're releasing at first are the MCX, the P226, and the M17, I believe it is. That's correct, yep. Um and I had to make sure I got that M number right because there's so many M's in Airsoft now that you get confused quite easily <laughs> with it. Everything's an M something half the time. Yeah, the M17 but, has definitely got my interest for yeah, sure. Yeah, which is the new US Army sidearm, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the Navy, isn't it? I think that's the 226. I think the, the Navy over there are using the 226. Yeah. But yeah, the M17's coming in service as well, so... Um, is, yeah, that like those, those products just screamed quality, and you know the fact that they had three products there literally within two months of them announcing this makes me wonder just how much they'd already got going on in the background. Well, I mean they're already fitted out for it. As I say, you know they're already doing the air gun equivalent, so there yeah, isn't true. a lot to it. Um, I'm sure they've spoken to people, but also the fact that they aren't the OEMs of their pistols. Yeah. So, do you know the OEM of the pistols? I don't know if you knew this. Graham's about to drop a knowledge bomb on us, guys. Set him uh, down. I, I am. I, I would. I'll drop the knowledge bomb, and then I'll tell you the funny story that she told me about this. But um, she did say she said, "Oh, do you know who it is? And do you think it, you know who it is?" And I turned around, and went VFC, and she smiled and she said, "Yes." So it's being made by VFC, which is great news, I think. Yeah. But obviously, going through Sig for quality control. But the funny thing, she said at Shot Show when they weren't revealing who the OEM was, someone um, was talking to her, and he said, can I have a look at the magazine? And she yeah. gave him the, the magazine, because it wasn't in the pistol, and he sniffed it, all right, just smelt it, and he went, that's VFC. What? <laughs> and she went, what? And she went, he went, that's VFC. They use a specific oil um, that he can tell it was made by VFC, and she was blown away. I think she thought he, he was having a leg. Um and I believe I know who, who that story's from, just judging by um, the story, and I, I know who was talking about it being VFC. But yes, it has been confirmed it is being made by VFC, at least the uh, the pistols, anyway. Yeah, that's but cool. That was cool. quite a funny so story. Good... <laughs> yeah, it is. Sniffing, S- sniffing, sniffing the no oil <laughs> in, the, in the top of the gas reservoir. I don't know if that's kind of sad that they can get that from that. But that's even more why I think I know who it is, but I won't mention them here. <laughs> yeah, just, just drop me a message after it. Yeah. Tell me who you think it is. So yeah, Siget, that's going to be one to watch for the next few months. I believe they said the 226 is due within the next couple of months. 
Yeah, it's so, not going to be it's not going to be long for sure. And yeah. um, obviously, and obviously the air guns are going to follow on. Yeah, um, and the guy was saying like obviously they make an air gun of everything they do anyway, pretty much, and they're going to look at expanding the airsoft range fairly quickly as well. The guy that I got chatting to, so it's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on those over the coming months and just see how well the products perform. You know, if the pistols are being made by VFC, then you know it's going to be a decent gun before it comes out of the box. Absolutely, absolutely. I've got a lot of confidence behind it. They know what they're doing. You know that that this is what they're good for. This is what they're known at making really good quality pistols, rifles in the real steel world, let alone the air gun world, which is a huge market. Yeah. So it's good to see the airsoft side being looked after as well, and it also shows how much more seriously our industry's been taken. You know, you look at Glock pulling things in house and starting doing licensed stuff as well. Um, Again, yeah, it, I've made this comment a few times to a few people. It's going to be surprising to see if more and more brands start doing this now. You've had Glock with the licensing. Uh, you've got uh, oh god, what's the, how could I forget Chris Crytac? Yep, absolutely. With Chris Arms. Um, I mean, look at look at CZ and uh, ASG. The amount of license stuff now is only good for the industry. Yes, it yeah. adds a, a premium potentially on some of these products when they're not licensed. But it also shows how big the industry's growing and how much confidence yeah. the real steel world have got in our products. And, and at the end of the day, as well, if people are buying the stuff that is licensed, it makes the makes the um, real steel companies go right. Okay, we know these guys want this stuff. Let's look at developing more. Yeah, and then who yeah, knows? Well. Maybe more will open up their own airsoft shop, own airsoft factories in the future. Yeah, and we're also seeing the fact that airsoft's getting more and more uh, closer to real steel in terms of. Aesthetics, uh, the feel factor, and depending on who you talk to, range. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're seeing, you know, like we're, I'm no doubt we'll talk about the GBLS uh, DAS shortly, but you know they can be used as professional training systems, professional oh, yeah. training weapons. I think that's the perfect time to move on to GBLS. Then, seeing as you've just name dropped, let's, oh, let's move I on love to that. this. I love this system. I yeah, actually definitely. Do. It's expensive, I get that, uh, but if you want real, as real as it gets, but with performance of uh, an AEG, because let's be fair, GBBs in this country are just, they're not all year round, there's a few that work all year round, but even in the winter, performance suffers. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can get any better than the DAS system. Exactly, you know, this was the first time I'd actually got my hands on one personally, and okay, oh, really? yeah, we couldn't fire it, but... Like they they had it hooked up so you could at least experience the action, how it functions, etc., etc. You know, they're great bits of kit, and they're releasing the CQB version now as well. Yeah, they're releasing the CQB model. Um, they're they're so, a fantastic bit of kit, and the fact is because it's the front rail is compatible with all airsoft specs. So if you want your Mark 18, you can get your Mark 18, which was one of the ones they had on show because they personally have modified their own one. Well, this is the thing. They had the uh, the build-your-own kit, as it were, weren't it? I can't remember the name they actually gave it, but it was sort of you get you just get the kit and yep. the, the receiver, and then you can put your own accessories on, you can put your own rails on. You know, that okay, yeah, you're still paying near enough full price for the gun, but you're paying for the system at the end of the day and what's in there. Yeah, I mean, it's um, all proprietary at the end of the day, and it works as real as a you know a firearm is. You know, you've got your bolt carrier group, you've yeah. got the, the buffer tube uh, with the recoil, recoil in there, um, you've got your bolt lock feature. I mean, since you, I presume you did fire it on the stand? 
Yeah, obviously yeah. not with BBs in, just, no, just for everyone's benefit. It was yeah. a dry fire. But you can feel the trigger pull. It's, you know, yeah, it's that was the thing. At first I thought it wasn't working because, like, the one thing I realised is just how heavy that trigger pull is. Yeah, four pounds. I um, So we actually got the... Um, I don't even know what the tool's called, but to, to measure the the, the pound for, per pull. Um, yeah. And we went by on a couple of rifles, and it was about three to four pounds per pull, which sounds heavy. It's more than doable. I mean, I don't think some of the rumours of people saying it's impossible to pull. I, I think that's not yeah, quite right. I, think I do know the Mark One version, which happened before GBLS took over it, um, was a disaster. And I think that's the issue they're fighting. They're fighting a reputation before... GBLS became GBLS, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you say about the trigger pull, I think it's because we're so used to light triggers. And and micro-switches. Micro-switch yeah, triggers exactly, make such yeah. a big difference, don't they? Yeah, you think about it, you've got next to nothing to fire some of these things. Yeah. But I'm, um, I'm a big fan of them. Uh, personally, just couldn't, couldn't afford one um, as much as I'd love to. Um, that's my problem as well. And, and uh, I'm not a big AR-15 fan. That's the other thing is I'm I'm not a big carbine fan on on there. Uh, you know if they give me yeah. an AK version, wink wink nudge nudge. Um, yes. may, maybe the uh, the finance offer becomes a, a a viable solution. But I do think with the rise of finance, people that want this Systema upgrade, you know the fact that a lot of Systema users may want to look at the GBLS or anyone who's just really seriously into it and wants to do professional training weapons and professional training systems. The rise of finance has made this definitely so much more viable now. Oh yeah, this this was a comment that I got chatting to a couple of retailers over the weekend, and they said, "Don't forget, we offer zero percent finance." Yeah, and I know someone who sold all of theirs on finance or a large proportion of theirs on finance because of that reason. Yeah, exactly, and um, I mean, yeah, it makes it more accessible to the wider market. You know, you're only paying instead of say fifteen hundred pounds off the off the bat just on a one-time purchase you're spreading it out over 12 months you know you're looking at about 100 quid which is easily manageable to a lot more people i'm not going to say everyone but a lot more people no uh, and it's not designed for everyone let's be fair there are a lot of people this is not designed for yeah um speed softers (laughs) no i'm I'm not saying that just to be nasty to the guys because you know I've said a few times, I respect them as part of the community. You know, they are a part of the airsoft community, whether people like it or not. But this isn't necessarily the gun for them. Yeah, they want that quick trigger response. They want to, and you yeah. can't do that with this thing. Yeah, smaller kids. You know, it's not something you're going to want to give a 1500 quid to a, a smaller kid, especially with the, the trigger pull, the weight, the realism. Um, but yeah, and the cool thing is, and it's one of the things I asked, you know, what's the kind of the maintenance side and it's no more than an AEG you know it's yeah. uh, as simple as that but like I said yeah. I really love the product really love the idea I'd love to see an AK variant of it yeah. uh, who knows what's going to happen in future for hint, sure hint. <laughs> yeah absolutely come on let's get a GBLS into an AK form that'd be absolutely amazing I'd buy one I'd it seriously be tempted you, if you can get a wood kit on that a wood kit AK variant um, yeah a real wood kit as well yeah, because you could put that recoil buff tube inside the stock, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. There's ways of doing it, you know. Um, the one thing I did find weird about it is the whirring sound you get when it when you pull the trigger after you've had the thing apart, so as everything lines back up. Yep. You know, at first the amount of people that I saw actually who that happened to, and they were looking at it like, "Have I broke it? <laughs> is, it is it dead now? You break your like, bolt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
the amount that they'd have sold that weekend if that was the case. <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah look that 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 thing is designed for hard use. And what was really yeah. quite funny, I don't know if you saw, um, obviously it's made from Korea. The the guys there over there, and they were there and they were saying, you know, drop the magazine to show yeah. how durable it was. And it's kind of like. I'm an airsofter. I don't drop my magazine. You know, it goes in a dump pouch. It goes in my chest ring. It doesn't get chucked on the floor. And he just took it from me and just lobbed it on the floor and then gave it yeah. back to me. Now fire it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like I wouldn't want to be doing it. He's like, it's built for this. Um, yeah, and obviously, exactly. I, I don't know if you saw, they got the training mag out. I don't know if yeah. you saw that because they weren't showing it off a lot. But the training magazine is designed especially for, again, more for professional training um, and law, for law reinforcement, stuff like that. Um, but the training magazine enables you to do your skills and drills. You know, fire it, yeah. dry fire. It's designed for dry firing, so you can dry fire it. You can uh, learn to manipulate your weapon a lot better and change yeah. the, the reloads, uh, the bolt release, all that stuff. And, and this is cool. the thing they said about it as well: is the fact that you can actually go through thirty rounds and not have to put any rounds through the rifle, so you're not blowing your mate's head off. <laughs> was the words they used. Yeah, well, I don't know how much you were aware, but they, they've just actually either got a contract or sold a contract with uh, one of the police forces in America. Yeah. Um, and that is really, I mean, that is one of the ideal markets for sure. You know, this yeah. the the law, reinforce, uh, the law enforcement and stuff like that is definitely a key market for them and an easy win once you get in there. But I still think that there's definitely a place for Airsoft. You know, we've seen Sistema for the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, exactly. if not longer um, and those type of guys would be falling over over this and I think realistically all they need to do is see these in person because like you say you've never seen one and it's not until you see one when you see how much how different it can be to a, uh, an AEG yeah exactly exactly traditional I'm AG. really excited to see what they're going to do with that in the future and um, the performance is really good I, again I know we couldn't fire them on the range yet but I've actually had, I've had one on the range uh, the performance is really good and that's normally another concern when you've yeah. got these recoil systems, you've got this realism. Does the performance suffer? And yeah. the truthful answer is no. You know, it it's it's going like the TM recoil range. You know, out the box, it's it's easily on par with those. Uh, arguably better to, for some, arguably not for others. So yeah. if you're looking at one of those and going, ah, oh, but is the performance going to be rubbish? Um, that's not even anything to worry about. But uh, again, I'm going to have one to review for a little while soon. Um, I'm looking forward to it. While it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, for people who are interested in there, I think realistically what you need to do is try and get out to an event they're going to and try one out. Yeah, they they, they said they do a lot of the Legion events, so if you're heading to the Legion events, yep. head over and have a chat with them. Yeah, and Mike from Legion, who you know he's ex-serving, he owns one and runs one, and he loves it. And he's traditionally from a, a GBB user because he likes to have a, a little bit more realism. But this has by far... Um, taken over that role and while it's not got as much recoil as a GBB the performance and the reliability is the selling point for him so he runs them as well and when you see the event organisers running them you've got to ask yourself why yeah definitely definitely what would you like to speak about next Graham um okay well why don't we go to Valken because it's going to be a short one and then we could go on to the Master Mic since they are one of the distributors at least in America yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. So Valken over on. here. Um, I have a Valken TRG. And yep. um, while they definitely have a checkered history over here, um, and you know some people go copy-paste, copy-paste, um, at the end of the day, I still think they, they play an important role over here in Airsoft. You know, we can't 
be stuck with just a few manufacturers and a few distributors and I think that's exactly. where they... we can't be dismissive of people in the airsoft market at the end of the day you know absolutely and in the states they're massive in the states they are kind of the new pro over here because yeah. of the paintball scene because of the strength of the brand over there where over here it's still definitely lacklustre but um, they've gone through a lot of changes recently behind the doors and I won't yep. go into too much depth but what they have done is they've refined their product, li- product line significantly they've removed the some of the rifles which weren't big sellers over here so uh, one of their series one their, their beginner series didn't include a MOSFET yeah. yet all the other beginner rifles have a MOSFET so they've pulled them they've said no, you know what this isn't for the UK market um, it's a bigger seller in America and bigger in Europe so we're pulling it and now what they've done they've refined their, their product line down to four rifles three pistols one being the AVP 17 which is what I'm really looking forward to that was yep. the one you saw last year in gold yeah uh, so that will be coming out in the next few months. But they've refined their product line, and they're really going to start focusing on uh, the UK a little bit more, uh, a lot more emphasis on airsoft. You're going to see Valken attending events over here and setting up the shop, pretty much like you would have seen with Trent and the Red Van Man. Yeah. But Valken are going, you know what, we really want to put more time and effort over in the UK. So if you haven't tried Valken, I highly recommend you give it a try. Again, I'm I'm trying to secure a couple of rifles to go with uh, and test them out on the range and maybe even take a couple with me when I go to games but yeah, it's definitely, definitely a, it'd be interesting to see how this next year for them go in the UK because right now I'd almost argue that they aren't in the UK yeah you, you, I mean the only person really that I've seen selling them is Pete at Platoon Stores yep. like, actively promoting them you see them at a couple of other shops but yeah, he was people don't tend first... to push them yeah, he was one of the first Valken airsoft retailers for sure. Again, he had good reputation with the, the guys who were running the Valken side, and he believes in the brand. But he step, even he has, you know, said, "Well, yeah, I'm selling other rifles instead of because it's a very competitive market." And at the end of the day, the players weren't asking for the Valkens uh, and the Alice series and the TRG series. And while I believe they still do sell them, there are definitely other stuff on the shelf now. Yeah. Uh, so it will be good to see over next year how Valken go. Again, we've seen all the products in various forms. They are, they offer a one-stop shop. You know, they are like new pro. And the fact you've got your gear, you've got your tactical stuff, you've got your batteries, you've got your mags, um, you've got your chest rigs and all that stuff, and your rifles. But none of them have been standout, um, yeah. except for their BBs. I'd argue their BBs have done really well over here because they offer them in a a bigger batch for players. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. You know, it's that saving on the bigger quantity that you're getting. Um, so yeah, obviously Valken. Um, I didn't really see an awful lot else that stood out to me this year. Uh, Valken, to be no. Honest. Again, I think their their big stuff was all over in the US. So in the US, they're now a distributor with uh, they're distributing with Elite Force or the distributor of Elite Force, which means if you've got a Valken account in the US, you've now got an Elite Force account, and if you've got an Elite Force account, you've now got a Valken account. Yeah. So that, as a, from a retailer point of view, you can now get stuff in under one account saves your import costs and your postage costs and also just trying to get hold of stock the same way that new pro have done over here really um yeah now in the uk side that they are going through their own internal restructuring as i was saying and they're looking at the product line to find what what fits the uk market because we're not the same as the americans we have totally different gameplay styles and desires with with the rifles yeah exactly exactly but yeah, as you said, that leads quite nicely onto the airsoft innovation stuff and the master mic. 
Now, this is a, this is a year's worth of content, according to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, when I posted up a selfie that I took with the man himself, um, Carl, uh, yeah, I got a message back from Chris immediately saying, trying to get that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, me and you are both very big um, contributors towards the 40 mic argument, and we both yeah. agreed that there is definitely a place for a 40 mic, and of course they are still selling it, but this is the, say, baby brother of the 40 mic yeah. being the master mic. So, yeah, I, I actually had quite a good chat with Carl um, on the Sunday at IWA uh, about the 40 mic, and I sort of said, like, I'm starting to see sites warm up to it a bit more now. The Woodland sites, I'd say. The CQB sites, yeah, it makes sense. But this is where I think this thing's really going to come into its own. Now, you've got one at the moment. Yeah, I've um, not used I've not used mine yet. They were very kind enough to send me one after doing the yeah. forty mic coverage last year. So they've yeah. sent me one. Unfortunately, it missed my five game days or five game days already this year. But I'm hoping to use it at the end of the month. Yeah, I've now got mine on the way. Should be here within the next fourteen days. Uh, so hopefully, but you fired one in the range, right? Yeah, I actually got my hands on it for real. Now, those of you who've seen. The 40 mic in use will know that you need to be at a really long range. Rest assured, in the small range that they had in IWA, because it, it was sort of on the side of the Red Wolf range, wasn't it? Which will come onto the Red yeah, Wolf Yeah, absolutely. Stuff in yeah, a they, this year around we did have some ranges for Airsoft, which was nice. Yeah, it was good to see what because. Um, yeah, you had. I mean, last year you noticed the archery range and they had like the laser shooting systems and stuff all around but there wasn't really anything for people to get their hands on the products that these companies were offering so yeah uh, being able to get my hand on the master mic I can tell everybody that even in the small range you're still seeing a massive spread these BBs went everywhere yeah I was going to say that's the first thing I spotted is how quickly that expands it is surprising, you know. Um, I've even seen today, of all people, Novrich has put a video up of using one, and you can see on the video just how quickly that thing spreads out compared to the 40 mic. Yeah. Um, as soon as I get mine, uh, I've already spoken to a couple of site owners in the UK who are happy for me to take it up for them to have a look at so they can make their own mind up and their own decisions on the product, which is positive news. Because then it opens up that access to more of the airsoft innovations range that's available. But yeah, this thing literally just spreads like there's no tomorrow. The BBs literally go off in a million directions. Yeah, I think any CQB site that's allowed the new pro or the Mad Bull shells in the past will probably or should probably really consider allowing this as well. And of course, we've just got to see it in action uh, on a site. But I'm taking mine to a CQB site that has allowed shells in the past. If they don't allow me to use it during the game, it's not a problem. I'll just use it just to to, to try it out on the site uh, and yeah, just and to get an idea as to how it works and the best ed- the best execution of when this type of stuff is viable. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this isn't to shoot one guy. This is to shoot a room. Uh, yeah, a corridor, this is a room uh, clearing tool, yeah. which is what the 40 mic didn't do. No, I'd, yeah, I'd argue that 40 mic was brilliant clearance but it was for outdoors you know it was a case of oh, yeah, raining yeah. down a long range yeah, rain down long range clearance. You know, almost a, a, a you know a 10 meter circumference around uh, an environment when you arc that up over 20 30 meters yeah exactly so 
it'll be interesting to see how it's received in the UK for sure um, I haven't I'm seen really... a lot of drama this year round That's a, that was a good thing You know, we no. haven't seen 50 sites ban it up front Exactly, and that just makes me think that people are looking at this a bit more practically. You know, as as we've said in the past, and even AI sort of hinted to the marketing of the Fortnite really <laughs> did them no favors. Yes, um, I, I now, think that was the biggest learning point. As we said, as we said with um, IWA last year when we first saw that video, because it came out after the weekend, after we'd already watched it, didn't it? And funny yeah. enough, it was um, Gadge at the time who now works for ASG. Uh, he was working for Airsoft Action at the time and I was, I was chatting to him at a game day a couple of weeks later and he goes, do you know, the more I think about that the more I think it's not going to be any good for the UK because we have a lot of CQB sites and yeah, it made sense Like now, seeing Woodland sites that have now tested it and um, are warming up to the idea don't put down your 40 marks just yet but no. if you play a lot of CQB like myself, this is the one for you, I believe. Yeah, I, I think the 40 mic, you had the advertising campaign, which was shown off at IWA last year. And I had, yeah. and I said to this before, is I thought it was actually a video that was just used to get attention of the media in the room. I didn't realise it was going out to public. Um, because it was very much, you know, feel the pain, 10,000 BBs in a minute. And it's like, well, that's not really viable, you know. It's not four minutes worth of firing. It's, you know, 0.3 of a second. Um, but then they did the demonstration in the meetup. And, w- again, a lot of the media guys were recording that. But the other thing, in that room of the meetup were some site owners in the UK. And yeah. immediately that's when the conversation started about it being banned. Uh, even in that room... Within minutes, there was talks between a few scientists going, yep, I'm not allowing that. Uh, I don't think Airsoft Innovations gave themselves a good marketing on that front, but they also they didn't clarify, especially for the UK market, that it was for outdoors. And the guys who were banning it straight away were CQB sites, rightly so, because as far as they were concerned, that marketing showed it being used in a CQB environment. And the demonstration, you know, we were no more than 10 metres away in the demonstration. It is a, yeah. a small room. Uh, but yeah, like I say, I think this year they've nailed it. I almost feel like the maybe the master mic should have come out last year, and then this year the forty mic, you know, kind of go up in performance and power yeah, rather definitely. than the other way. But it's good to see them kind of tone down a bit and and focus on making more innovation uh, using this quantum technology uh, to good use. You know? Yeah, the quantum drive. Quantum wasn't drive. It? That's the one. Which sounds like something from Back to the Future. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting this thing on the site and seeing how it's received by site owners, uh, especially the CQB sites. Um, I will be taking mine to games for people to try out. So if people want to have a go with it, let me know, uh, and I'll bring it up to your site and you can have a go with it. Awesome news! Yeah, I'm. I'm last year I used a launcher. This year I think I'm going to get an M203 and put it on my. Uh... My rifle because now having the option of going between the master mic and the 40 mic depending on where i'm playing it's uh yeah. d- definitely something that i feel like i want to take to every game i can definitely definitely um right, what shall we cover next let's go to let's i think i think we can't avoid it any longer new pro <laughs> <laughs> oh man right okay so new pro um, I went over to the stand, had a look around. I didn't see a lot in the way of new stuff, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the Raven series has uh, new colours. You can now get the 1911 in pink, 
Uh, yeah. Likewise, a few other camouflage variations. I mean, they want to have uh, the the pistol range available in every colour possible. I mean, that's what they look like they're going down the route of. It's one of the conversations I had with the owner of New Pro was like he yeah. wants to make sure there's a colour of everything viable and they've got some real big stuff on the way. But this year, there wasn't anything new. But they did announce ahead of... Ahead of IWA, they announced that they're doing A&K distribution. Yeah. So all you support gunners who can't get spare parts in the UK, well, now maybe this is a possible chance of you getting that box mag fixed and small parts available. But yeah, the, but there was only really one thing that people were talking yeah, about and, but, at IWA. But after that, didn't they? They released the A&K news, and then they said, at IWA, we're putting on a show, something massive, never seen before three times a day and that was really exciting Mm. Um, I thought maybe it's going to be a new rifle range uh, a range of rifles a new series of rifles yeah because you'd said to me beforehand uh, I'm not going to be able to get over there but apparently something big's happening on the Friday yeah been talked about yeah but Friday 11 o'clock and what we didn't realise at the time was every day 11 I mean, it's 11, 1 and 3 or whatever like that. But yeah, every two hours. It was like, is it a new box? You know, if I, if new probably heavy on these boxes. Is, like, is it a new box for us? Is it a new rifle? Is it a new contract? No, it was people dancing with the products. <laughs> now, one thing I'm going to say about this was the fact that you've got one minute they're all being really over the top with the way they were holding the guns and their trigger fingers almost over the tops of the slides and stuff as they're dancing around. And then the next minute they're dry firing at each other. What was going on? It was an odd decision. And one they're still positively backing, that's for sure. And yeah, they, they were, I went through a mix of emotions on the time when watching it because I was filming it and then I was like, nope, I'm just done. At the end of the day, this isn't something I'm going to put up. And I saw a lot of other media guys all excited about putting it onto YouTube and Instagram stories and all that. Um, and for me, it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to share. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because it's a trade show. So you imagine this is all business. But then there was this kind of dance act, which was, let's be fair, I mean, it was comedic. They were yeah. using you know, Austin Powers and The Walking Dead. And to be fair to them, they did it. That you could tell they sort of were pro dancers. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were professional dancers who put in a lot of time to work on this. Um, I won't mention the name, but someone who was, you know, running through the drills with them because none of them are gun owners. None of them know about guns. They are dancers. Um, so it was running through, you know, how to draw it, how to, you know, really like unholster it and punch that forward. And they did a, a good job on that front. It was just a very weird form of entertainment without anything new I can imagine if they were running a new rifle range or a new pistol range or something like that and they were showing it off um, it definitely became a talking point though and that kind of emphasis of you know no news is bad news yeah exactly no no publicity is bad publicity it's not something I would have done but like I say it's something they're still proud of I thought it was weird because you've still got the fact that this is a professional gun show with traders it's not for the public but the media shared it to the public but I didn't see a lot of positivity from a lot of people, both in the groups, on their own page, or even from yeah. within the show. Within the show, I had a few people going, oh, that was funny, but I don't know why. Yeah, well, that, that was my immediate reaction, you know. I have a lot of time for the guys at New Pro, really, uh, especially Trent, you know. He's always happy to chat, really friendly to everyone. And I think there was a lot of undue negativity. I think it was just because of the environment and what it was... 
that it didn't necessarily work for them. And it was so sort of like, what's this got to do when you're trying to sell your products? Yeah, what is it's, this trying it's to achieve? something I'd see at National Airsoft Festival. That's what I would have said. It's the yeah. thing I'd see on the stand of NAE uh, or NAF rather than at, uh, a, you know, a proper shooting show. Uh, and again, you know, opposite them, they had real steel stock makers and behind them they had, you know, law enforcement headsets. It was really uh, jarring. Odd decision, yeah. Yeah, it was jarring between the professional side of one community versus the fun side of the other. But again, they did say it was for fun. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny they had a huge crowd around them. And it's got people talking about them. Yeah, I mean, we're doing it now, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, did it give more exposure to products? Uh, I'd argue not. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, do they need any more attention? They are a monopoly over here now. Uh, as far as yeah. the, they've got all the... Uh, all the distribution sorted that they need at the moment. Previously, I'd imagine they were going to companies. Like I'm sure they were the people going to G&G saying, let us be your distributors in the UK. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think other people coming to them saying, please distribute our products because you're everywhere. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, Christ, I went and bought some of their iPro just yesterday. Yeah. For a CQB game. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there were definitely some people who went, this is great fun and Airsoft is supposed to be fun. Um, and they achieved it. They, you know, take a step back and enjoy it. And then the other side of it, it's kind of like this is re- very weird. Yeah. But did it work? Um, yeah. In a way, yes. In a way, no. Uh, right. Moving on. Silverback. Let's talk about Silverback because I am really excited about what they've got now. So everyone who knows of Silverback will know the SRS series. Um, winner of Sniper is... Rifle of the Year, which is yeah. absolutely insane because TM has always won every previous year. The VSR yeah. series is a force to be reckoned with, and the ASRS did it this year. And I think we've we've seen that in the UK, but also across Europe. Not big in the US, but across UK and Europe, it's definitely one of the biggest sellers, Sniper Rifles, um, yeah. I would argue, in the last year. Now the thing I like about the Silverback series, I, I don't own one personally, but I love the rifles, and we'll come on to why a bit more in a minute, because there's two reasons now. Um, but yeah, they're really well built, and obviously, you've now got the HCI upcoming. Um, the fifty cal equivalent for an airsoft yeah. sniper rifle. Yeah, exactly. Now this thing weighs an absolute ton. <laughs> it weighs. It is heavy. I think this is only really going to appeal to the hardcore sniper mill simmers. Uh, just because you don't want to be lugging that kind of weight around on a skirmish day. Um, comes with the um, fully licensed suppressor as well from the real steel. Doesn't uh, come with it. Oh, uh, so no, it doesn't, does it? No, no, you, it doesn't. You can get come it. You can. I'm get getting. It. I'm getting confused now. Apologies, guys. It's been a long week. <laughs> Uh, you can get it, it doesn't come with it that's what I meant to say all along to be quite honest with you, I'm just going blah, 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 blah. no no no, so um, so the HCI was shown off last year, we saw it yeah, last they year had, they had it in the sort of just in the machine form didn't they? Say, just as, basically as I'd come call out of the it machine. work bright metal yeah, it just um, just come out of the machine last year and at the time they were talking about it being 6mm and 8mm, now we yeah. don't use 8mm over here um, yeah but it was an interesting idea, and a few people were talking about whether it would be 8mm. You don't get a lot of 8mm um, heavyweight BBs either. 
I think the highest you probably get in eight mil is probably four five. I'd argue yeah. four eight maybe. Um, that this year they decided and they've just disclosed now that um, they are already in production, ready to sell within the next few months, and it's six mil only because yeah. again they just can't get BB weights high enough um, yeah. to fire out of it. It's pointless in with lightweights. Yeah, um, now I'm a firm believer in the Silverback brand. Um, and my concern with this rifle is that sites are going to have to start chronoing in jewels now. Just because of the jewel creep on it. It is a monster for it. But yeah. you're looking at such a big air volume coming out of that rifle in the first place. I think it's over double what a VSR is, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's more than double. Um, yeah. Which means... It, I mean, that's what makes it such an easy pull. I don't know if you tried the HDI. Yeah. Um, so I tried the HDMI with 1.7 joules, um, and you can literally do it with one finger. And yeah, that's you can with just my, hold and the bolt and it will cock itself, won't it? Yeah, well, that's right. You can hold it upright, and just the bolt yeah. will just drop and come out. I mean, I'm a lefty, and I was using they only have the right hand version there, and the HDI only comes out right handed for now. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, I mean, it's so easy because the dual creep means you can. Yeah, thirty percent jewel creep, I believe, was one of the, the, the numbers thrown out there. But it does mean you can make a really a, efficient they, build. They were telling me they had a, a setup with one point two joule on a point two, and then the minute you put a point four eight into it, you were hitting one point seven. Wow, okay. Joules, which sites you've got to be so careful with this rifle. I love it; it's a really great product. But please, please, please start chrono Indian jewels just to avoid this and on the weight of the BB that they're going to be using in game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is a shame, but jewels can be used as a really good way of making efficient and effective builds, especially yeah, with spring rifles, yeah. it makes an easier pull. But of course, yeah. It has pros and cons, it always yeah. does. Um, but the rifle, absolutely fantastic. I got to fire it at 1.7 joules, got to fire it at 4.4 joules, which is way beyond the UK limit. Yeah. Um, but again, across Europe, they don't have these restrictions. Exactly. Um, you know, there's a lot of much more lax countries with their power output. Finland, um, 17 joules, I believe it was mentioned over the weekend. Yeah, it's nuts, I mean, isn't it? You know, that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to start making holes at close range. Um but I mean, yeah, it's a great product, and I mean, it's really easy to use as well. The spring change is so quick. Yeah, huge spring on them. Yeah, uh, huge, huge mags. I, I just, if you want to look like a real sniper and you want to look like and feel like you're using a 50 cal sniper yeah. rifle, this is just definitely the one. Now, I'd argue it's better than what people go with the Barrett, the M81A1. Yeah. Um, I think this is the the new version if you want something like that. And did you fire it with the the new um, flash hider on the end? The way it disperses the air because there's so much air behind it, you get a real big ting out of it, like a really metallic yeah, noise. Yeah, it is comes really. Out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked about it as well is how easy it was to maintain the mags. Yep. You know, it's really straightforward how you can disassemble the mags and. Uh, maintain them, etc., etc. So, like, it's it's got a lot of potential. It's just people have got to be careful in the UK with it, pure yeah. and simple. Um, but the other thing that I'm really looking forward to was the MDR. Whoa! Did you not talk about this, the limited edition A1? Oh, what the SRS? Yeah, the, the lightweight. Only a hundred of them made in the UK. Did you get to feel that thing? That was light as hell. Yeah, I mean the amount they machine out of it. They actually 
have more wastage than what they keep. When yeah, they, they were saying. Well. Yeah, they were saying there was more metal chips weight than there was actual solid yeah, aluminium so, weight. So this is the SRSA one, as you most most of you would yeah. have seen before. But it's made in lightweight format. Each one is numbered, and there are only a hundred in the world being sold. Um, it is insanely light. And I mean, you could see kids using this and not even breaking a sweat. Yeah, it's that. And light. everything else is much, much lighter as well. Yeah, yeah, they've um, they've, they've taken weight off everywhere where's possible. They've made it really futuristic with the silver rail. Um, they have put a blue uh, ionized uh, trigger anodized, and anodized. That's it. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I was actually look, looking at the photo of it and getting my words around the wrong way there, of the, the blue trigger and, and bolt yeah. handle. I was actually going to come onto this later, but we've just sort of jumped back into this one, so yeah. But um, yeah, it was a really nice rifle, and it is really lightweight when you compare it to the real one as well. Or oh, sorry, the uh, the original as well, not the yeah. real one. Uh, the real one we'll come onto in a minute. When, when, <laughs> they, when they arrive in the UK, I'm going to be going to a retailer who's getting some in. I, I don't know the numbers, because obviously... There's a hundred in the world, so I don't know how many are even going to come to the UK. Um, yeah. I do know that they are already from this one retailer. They're already pre-sold, and they've yeah. got five people on a reserve list. So I, I mean, there could only be he may only have two or three coming in. I don't know, um, yeah. but I'll be going over hopefully to live stream when it arrives and to open one out the box. Uh, because yeah, again, only a hundred. They're going to sell out so quickly. Yeah. And anyone who knows the SRS platform knows how stable it is already and what yeah. the guys are doing with it. I mean, for example, look at Sniper Mechanics, the stuff he's done with it. Yeah. And other other um, techs as well and that. Um, but yeah, back on track, the MDR, MDR as well. Oh, I want it. So bad. And like chatting to the guys, um, it's going to be really reasonably priced as well. They've um, shaved a near about a twenty percent price cut on there with some of the yeah, stuff they've definitely. been doing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's one thing we forgot to mention about the HTI. It's eight hundred US dollars. Is, is that confirmed now? I know the pre-orders in the UK came up yesterday, but no one knew the final amount yet. That was what I was informed of. Yeah, uh, be, I've got I'll be interested to see what it comes mouth. over. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what it comes up over here after yeah. import and taxes and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, that's that's the price of it from the horse's mouth. So what it'll be in the UK. We'll find out. Pre-orders um, are open, though. I saw two people opening their pre-orders yesterday. Yeah, definitely. I saw them pop up as well. Uh, but, yeah, the MDR, uh, they're looking at releasing that later this year at the moment, they were saying. Um, yeah. But that's looking really positive. Uh, it's looking like a really good system. You know, the work that's gone into that gearbox to get it looking just right is awesome and um it, it looks like it's going to work really well the thing i like about it as well that people may or may not know yet is that you can change between the 556 and your 762 mags depending on how you want it set up because the real thing for those who don't know is chambered in in fact i've got a leaflet on it over there that i got in the evening on the friday um it's 556 or 223 uh, 308 or 762 and then 300 blackout so they've obviously gone for the two main calibers that you can get a hold of mags for and then made it so you can literally take something out of the mag well to change between the 556 and 762 which i think is a really unique idea I i've never, never heard of anyone 
I did you never, not know that? No, I did not know that. That's in, that's actually really impressive. So they're doing that with the airsoft version as well. No, that's with the airsoft version. They're doing that, so you can run it with five five six or seven six two. Oh man, I did not know that. That's that's actually really cool. Have I found something out that Graham didn't? Oh, I can help. That's really <laughs> well, that's really cool. I mean, yeah, like you said, they put a lot of work into the gearbox. Yeah. The big thing about Silverback is. They listen to all their customer feedback. This SRS, yeah. and they don't call it generations. Well, I know the customers call it generations. Yeah. But they listen to the feedback, and they work on it between every year, say, a year of models. You know, yeah. you look at how the fact that, uh, how the pistons changed over the years, how the followers yeah. and the magazines have changed over the years. And it's the same thing with the MDR. They are going to release this when they're ready to, not when people yeah. want it. You know, they, go, they always make sure things are as good as they can get and there's no doubt they are going to have their ears to any customer that have improvements for future models generations and stuff yeah. like that but they, they always you know this will be their first AEG and normally I wouldn't have a lot of confidence with people's first AEGs but I I wouldn't have any any worries yeah, about knowing how much attention them. that Silverback paid to their range and the level of detail they go to I mean yeah. as I said this is like picking up the real thing yeah and like yeah they are exactly like the real thing which I suppose brings us on to Friday doesn't it where you you went off for your nice meal yeah Yeah, you went off for your nice meal and um, Felix the man somehow managed to get us onto a live fire range uh, anyone who hasn't checked it out yet, check out Names and Eco's vlog. You can see us in action on there uh, a little bit. So we turned up at this range in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Is the only way I can describe it. I don't know where we went. We were just somewhere in Germany. Um, so we walked in. You've got your pistols and your shotguns in one room, which not a lot of people are queuing for. So we went and did that. Then we joined on the rifle queue. Now you walk in. So it was an indoor range. Um ear protection and eye protection was obviously given to you when you went up to the point for the pistols and the shotguns etc um <coughs> sorry uh so yeah um finally held a I actually fired a Glock Graham wow <laughs> how was that experience uh I actually do you know what I, I know I hate on Glocks a lot it's really just the people that think because the army use it they're like real soldiers because they've got a Glock you know I understand why people <laughs> buy them because it is the most common pistol on the market these days yeah but it's the people that think oh like basically walk with them that gets on my nerves a little bit but it's a lovely pistol to shoot for sure um, and we had some great fun then we got taken to the rifle room so two of the three rifles that were on show we've just literally spoken about the airsoft versions so you had you walked in. You've got a Mark eighteen set up in there. Um, then they had the MDR and the SRS. Now, do you know what price was quoted for the MDR for the real version? <laughs> Go on. Hazard a guess. I'd have no idea. I mean, real steel isn't my area of expertise anyway. But uh, before you go there. Is this was this organised by a, a real steel company? Was this organised by Silverback? Because I believe. Dennis was there from Silverback. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, we got chatting because I had the meet in the morning after with Silverback, and 
it turned out that the guys from Silverback were in the queue behind us for the rifle range. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know if this was organised by one of the manufacturers because range days at IWA aren't something that's talked about. I mean, whereas SHOT Show in Las Vegas, the day right, before... SHOT Show in Vegas is everywhere. Now, yeah, this but... was organised by a company. I don't know who actually organised it. All I know is that we... Felix somehow managed to get us over to it. Gate crashed to a gun range. That's an impressive feat, that is. Good job, like, Felix. Felix is the man. Um, and, yeah, so myself, Kieran, Nico and Felix, we all went over to this range, had a nice dinner. Um, I mean, it was it was only chilli con carne, but it was, it was lovely. Um, and then, yeah, so we went down, shot the pistols and the shotguns, then they had the Mark 18 on the rifle range, followed by the MDR and the SRS. My God... What a, the thing that made me laugh the most we stood outside the range and you can hear this banging away and we were sort of like oh that must be the big rifles That's, that, that sounds like it's a 308 or something you walk in, the SRS was the quietest one on the fucking range <laughs> because it was suppressed Yes. Um, but yeah they are lovely rifles in my opinion I know some people didn't like them that I went with but I like I'm used to ballpup design you, you um, did the L85 on cadets right? Yeah, well, the yeah. cadet version of it. So I, I fired that for, God, 14 years. So you're used to the ballpup design. I'm used to a ballpup layout. Yeah. Um, some, I mean, Nico obviously fired it for real. Yes. In his day job when he was in the army. So um, he didn't like it as much as I did, but I've, I've, I was such a fanboy of the MDR since I saw it last year from Silverback that I was like, I've got to have a go with this, and I loved it. It's got a few quirks, don't get me wrong. And it takes some getting used to, but the price that was quoted for it by one of the guys on the range, he said that's a twenty thousand euro rifle. Wow, insane! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't drop it. Yeah, man, that's insane. I presume all these were locked to single shot as well, right? Yeah, they're locked to single shot because of the laws. Yeah, because uh, that was that was the big thing. Even in our, um, even all the airsoft guns had to be. Yeah, they have F-stamped. to be locked to single shot. Yeah, yeah, locked to single shot, and then get inspected, and they have to have an, an F marking on the body. Yeah, um, and even I don't know if you knew this, but before you go onto the range, the airsoft ranges, there were firearms police checking any gun that went in and out, even though airsoft guns, but any gun that went in and out to make sure it was. F stamped to make yeah. sure that no one did, you know, pull a funny one on anyone, you know. Yeah, exactly. But it it was a really good night. Um, I had a great fun. Uh, Nico's got some video of it as well. I'll be uploading some clips in the next couple of days. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose we'd better come on to that. Should we uh, talk about it when we talk about ICS? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Looking at the time, I think we'll wrap it up for this week and we'll do a part two. Sounds good to me. So, guys, uh, Graham, where can people find you? Head along to airsoftnation.co.uk, download the Airsoft Nation app, or head along to facebook.com forward slash airsoftnation. Cool. And, guys, you know where to get in touch with me from the top of the show. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and tune in next week for part two of the IWA Roundup. Take care of each other, take your hits, don't be a dick, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye for now.